WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. If there's one thing about work that has completely changed for us, Dennis, is the way that we approach it. I I think, and we always talk about pre-pandemic stuff, right? In pre-pandemic world, there was this philosophy for a great majority of the companies that at least that I'm familiar with, there was, you know, we've always had like telecommuting or the ability to work from home on occasion, but the idea for a majority of uh, the companies that I would deal with, they felt that it was really important for them to have people in the office all the time. COVID changed all that. Work from home. Shoot, the name of our podcast has WFH in it, right? So that's a really important thing to know that working from home is has been a really import, important part of business, but really accelerated over the pandemic. I agree. And, and you know, now we're going back to that change of some people are moving back, some aren't. Um, there's a lot of confusion. And then also we're getting ready, you know, as we're going into a downturn, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, how do managers handle that situation when thing, cause you've got some old school managers that based on, you know, butts and seats and how hard you're working in their mind versus how productive you are. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I'm at an officer from at home or out on a beach working. Um, so I think it's, it's a changing time. And I think it's one that it's, it's just a good conversation to have. And today we've got yeah. Mike joining us. He'll talk about his company, but we're really going to talk more about just that whole work from home model and kind of yeah. you know, what's it like and what's he experienced? Because I think his company is pretty much a work from home model. And, yeah. you know, what what's he here in, in the industry and what are some of the things? So, Mike, welcome. Hey, well, you know, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Benny. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, for sure. Just a little quick uh, preamble, uh, founder and CEO of the company Freeviews, an interactive video platform, you know, really focused on um, helping learning professionals uh, develop interactive decision-based training programs that allow learners to embark on situational learning opportunities. Um, But you're right. We were a company that was actually started during the, not even during the pandemic, but before it, and we were already a distributed team. So the work from home, uh, you know, the whole work from home atmosphere, very normal for us. I've been working from home typically uh, even during my graduate program, Um, because while they had actual, you know, spots for me to go ahead and sit, you know, at my university, uh, I've just always felt like I did the best work from home. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that there's a lot of people who enjoy the, the convenience of, you know, being able to have, uh, you know, a lot of meetings or have that kind of uh, place where they can get up and, you know, start working immediately, or at least have their own, you know, kind of convenient routine. Um, and I think that really matched well with how our company works, which is, you know, everybody, um, you know, kind of has their own space to be able to work on what they need to work on. And we don't really see a, a decline in productivity because there's a good system of accountability, right? And the system of accountability is really important. And I think there's a certain level of trust that you need to have um, with folks about what they're doing, you know, kind of seeing what metrics and, you know, key performance indicators that you are, um, taking into account. And so for us, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't difficult to get everybody on board with work from home, but there are other measures, right. That you have to pay attention to. Um, so for us, it's been imperative to know what is the roadmap of what this person is doing? Where are all of our checkpoints? How do we know that they're getting these things done? And last of all, you know, what does success look like in a work from home uh, role? Hmm. Um, I'm not certain if we're actually ever going to have an office, at least for the next like, you know, few years. Um, But 
maybe one day, but, uh, you know, I, I've, I wax in favor of allowing people to work from wherever they want to work as long as they get what they need to get done. So, so Mike, you're, you're a young guy. You have, uh, obviously a, a, a very young company in terms of like, not only the, 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 the thinking, you know, probably your employees, I'm going to guess are, are a little bit younger too. And so that's a lot of the way that companies who are fairly new by design, you know, work from home is, is just kind of going to be part of that for some of the people out there who maybe they've had their companies for a few decades, 20, 30 years. And the idea of working from home, really, that's a scary thing for some older folks, some, some people who just really didn't know how to embrace that. And we've, I've seen that personally in, in my role. And I've done, Dennis and I have had lots of conversations about this. We've seen a lot of people become resistant to that. The technology that has kind of not only started or really kind of matured a little bit more through the pandemic, a lot of that technology has really held us, not like you say, only it's accountable, but there's some really neat things that are going on. What are you seeing, not only to facilitate and help ease people's minds about productivity, you know, through some of the older type of businesses, but what are some of the technologies that you've seen that people can incorporate into their companies to help make work from home a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of collaboration software out there um, that exists right now. Uh, of course, Miro got really big. I mean, look at Zoom, right? Zoom basically mm. blew up because of the need for people to um, actually you know, communicate with each other. And I think what's an interesting trend is that <clears throat> people uh, aren't uh, looking as much for culture, I've been told, um, you know, in various pockets of different companies, a lot of people are actually looking for just like an actual connection with other people. Hmm. And that's kind of do, like an unintended consequence of the work from home environment. Um, so I think what's one part of productivity is kind of going hand in hand with <clears throat> how do you have people connect with each other in a meaningful way? If everybody's distributed, right, what, what gets missed, right? The water cooler talks. The things where people, you know, rub shoulders, the the aspect of, you know, being able to pop in and have a quick brainstorm with somebody, you do lose some of those elements. So the instantaneous nature of Zoom, you can go on a Zoom call, kind of fixes that, right? Um, but still, you know, not everybody's going to be able to hop on a Zoom call at any moment, whereas if you see them in the office, you can. Um, so I don't think there's anything just yet that is starting to be solved in that area. Although people are trying to like, you know, match calendars and things like that to see when best people are available. Um, but I do think collaboration softwares are very important. Like, you know, Miro, Miro I think uh, Miro is another one as well, hmm. where you can kind of get some of that creative brainstorming out and about. Um, but I also think that you know, kind of the rule of thumb here is how effectively can you do what you're doing in the office at home, right? Because, you know, as much as we would love a, a manufacturing job to be a work from home, unfortunately, that's not always going to be the case, right? Right. So I, I think it's, you know, in terms of best practices, it's really the thought of how much of what you're doing can be done at home and how much really needs to be done at a facility. And I think once you get clarity on that particular element, you'll know exactly how much you can do work from home, how much, you know, sort of slack you can provide people with flexibility and offer uh, hours. And then once you do that, you'll feel, I feel like, you know, people who maybe didn't embrace the technology, didn't embrace the movement will feel a lot more comfortable uh, from that analysis. And, and Mike, I know we were talking before we started recording, um, 
about the gentleman that has the company that where people move around. I mean, share that one. I mean, I think that's an interesting one because I know, you know, that's not something I would be interested in, but I guarantee there's people out there looking for that model. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if we're talking about hiring and retaining talent, right, when we're, especially younger folks, people are looking at a digital nomad style, right? So what they're looking for is the ability to work from any place that they would like to work from. And I know this from, you know, friends that I have who are currently participating in that lifestyle, you know, moving every three months. And of course, you know, that goes hand in hand with uh, the increase in investment towards, you know, movement managers, getting people to move from place to place, cycling them in and out of, you know, cities and different work environments. And, you know, people are looking at that as a way to almost fulfill that feeling of travel while still being productive. And that's what work from home really brings. Work from home really brings that style of freedom of, to possibilities, um, you know, not necessarily being hemmed in by one particular place that you have to work in. Um, and that's a really appealing for a lot of people um, who are younger because, you know, they go day in, day out, go to the same place to work. Instead, now you have all of this versatility of what you can do. And at the end, it's really just about, are they getting the job done? And, you know, that's kind of the way I always, you know, sort of measure everything. Yeah, it's interesting. As as you th- as I listen to what you guys were saying and talking about this, I think about my own personal experience. I, I worked for uh, probably the largest telecommunications company uh, in the world at one point. And, you know, back when I was this young, you know, uh, guy, I had only worked in an office and suddenly they said, Hey, you have to work from home. And which, which kind of threw me for a loop. And I wasn't ready for that. And I kind of clung on to actually going into the office. It was just something that, that I had done for a couple of years before it was what I'm most comfortable with. But when I got to work from home and we didn't have quite the technology that we have today, it was really life-changing for me. And I recognized the importance, the convenience and my ability to be productive was just was skyrocketed. You know, to be able to literally have a, a 10 foot commute was amazing. Right. And to be able to have all those things. The one thing I, I will say from a work from home experience and, and to our audience members who are trying to figure this stuff out, because I know it's an ongoing thing. You mentioned the ability to have connections and to ability for the people. If there's one thing that's kind of tough, I think, for the people who are doing this, that maybe they haven't been able to foster the water cooler talk, the ability to go grab lunch, the ability to just have those hallway conversations, if you will. What do you see in terms of whether it be a solution with technology that can help with that? Or do you think it's more a matter of your employees being able to have to make that additional effort? Is that the, is that all part of the game now, Mike? Is that part of how we have to look in terms of developing, you know, the company as it is, whether it be cultural or not? I mean, these are the type of things that we need to have. Right. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it's kind of in the style of how, you know, the ad administrators or, you know, the founder or the CEO of the company, you know, kind of wants to cultivate who they are as a company. So for myself, um, when, you know, we started to, uh, when we started to bring on some new staff, one of the first things I did was I got us all to go to a conference and actually sit in cars together for four and a half hours because we, you know, drove nice. up to SF from LA 
And, you know, we sat there and really just had a conversation, right? Mm. So, you know, I think that it's facilitating some of those moments you can't have. Maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be as drastic as everybody sits in and has a four and a half hour car ride. But mm -hmm. I, I think that when people get to know each other in that kind of space where they get to be, you know, open with their conversation, um, I think that that can lead to some really, really nice outcomes. I also think that the investment in time that you make towards getting people to feel like they're welcome is an important investment. Um, getting to, you know, giving them the space to be able to voice their opinions in, in a digital space or getting, you know, getting a way for you all to maybe have a ritual where you play a, you know, a, a game every Friday at five, or maybe there's something that you can do to like really build that level of team building and camaraderie to what you do. And I do think that that, in a sense, can be an added tax on top of work from home, but it doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to have it feel that way. Um, you can make it, you know, really this fun and exciting thing where people just get to know each other better or just find ways where people can kind of, you know, voice their opinions as if they were, uh, you know, just right next to each other. So um, we did was we, you know, we set up a space, you know, people probably use Slack. We, we personally use Discord, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. most people would think that Discord would be for like video game servers, but we actually use it for company communications. Yeah. Um, and there's some fun little elements to it. Like, you know, they have, you know, a bunch of things on Nitro. You can put like stickers and stuff and mm -hmm. things like that. I think that just creating like a space where people can be open with their thoughts, um, creating, you know, some initiatives where you can get people to feel like they get to know each other a lot better. That can really go a long way towards building trust. Because at the end of the day, for me and just our organization, one of our, you know, main, uh, one of our main values and beliefs is having, you know, trust, whether it's transparency with what we do, you know, to people who um, work with us, or is it trust within our own organization? And the only way to build that is to, you know, provide an opportunity for people to get to know each other just a lot better. And so I take the time to organize those things as, you know, the person who heads up everything. It's, you know, my job to be able to find those opportunities to build up the team beyond simply skills, but really, you know, the being greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. Listen up to what Mike just said, folks. I, 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 I can't agree with this even more. Dennis, I, again, you know, what Mike is saying, it kind of rings true. The, the ability for the workplace to, to change and you have to adapt. This is something, you know, our workplace, you know, I, I have a 17 year old son, Mike, and you know, I'll tell you right now, the way he looks at his future and the way he's going to be, it's not about location. He wants to be able to have the freedom. Now, if, if there's an option for him to maybe go into an office, that's fine if it requires it. But I think a lot of what, especially the Gen Z folks, you know, they, they want to have that ability to, uh, to, to, to really kind of be creative. If I want to go and live part of my life on the West part of the country, or if I want to live in Europe for a little bit, but I'm going to be productive and I'm going to do some things. There's a lot to be said there, Dennis. I mean, what do you think? I, we're at a time right now where we're not limited by the geography of the talent we have within our cities to develop our company. We can start a company in the middle of a rural part of the country and get the best talented people to work for us throughout the world. 
And as long as we have these type of tools and as long as we have kind of the mentality from the leadership, we can really grow a company to be whatever it wants to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's what I think is so cool about the environment we're in. And, then, you know, those companies that have buildings and have to have people come back to them, you know, that's their choice. But I think they're going to have, we talked about this before on other podcasts, they're, li- they're limiting their pool of who they can attract. And, mm. you know, going back to what Mike had talked about, all the things he talked about, that applies if you're working remote or if you're even working in an office. It's all about relationships and about people and getting to know people. And unfortunately, a lot of times in a, I'm going to say a larger company, big companies, probably even happens in small companies, people just don't take the time to get to know each other. I mean, yeah. and have fun. I mean, you're spending probably more time with people at work than you do with people, your family at home in many cases, because um, especially if you're going into an office, you've got commute time and all this other stuff that has to happen. So I think it's, I think that's, what's really powerful. You know, I had the fort. I'm like, Mike, I got the fortunate opportunity to do this 12 years ago before COVID came along. And the thought of ever having to go back into an office for me is, is frightening actually. I, I mean, I love <laughs> the ability to work from home. It's, it's just, I'm so much more productive and I get to do things around my schedule, but then I always keep my customer in mind. So I make sure I'm a flexible and available when they need me, but I can, you know, have fun and enjoy life and, and do things. And I can be in my home office in Nashville or last week I was in Destin, Florida on the beach. And uh, I joked with Mike and Benny before I figured out where a lot of the people are that have disappeared from the workforce. They were sitting on the beach in Destin <laughs> working. It was amazing how many people had computers sitting on the beach working last week when we were there. So, um, that's what's that's what's so cool about it because I mean we we always go to Destin in September usually it's dead this year mm. I've never seen so many people and the businesses were like we aren't even having a downtime it's like just boom time all the mm. way through and they're booked solid the, the whole rest of the year assuming the hurricanes don't do any more craziness Mike we talked a little bit about and I think it's probably the biggest thing in my mind. Uh, the really the, the ability to build camaraderie and just the, the the physical connections that's probably to me the the biggest negative. But do you see any other challenges or any other things when it comes to work from home, and, and maybe some solutions that you know of out there that can help maybe maybe not solve everything, but maybe make things a little bit easier? What are some other things that uh, maybe some folks who uh, really haven't embraced work from home? Uh, really well. What are some things that maybe they could, that you could address and, and talk to about that would might make that transition a little bit easier for them? Um, so this might, this might be an interesting answer, but uh, if you really think about what work from home is also accentuated, right? So if you think about how you send any messages, right? If you send a message and then talk to somebody in the workplace, you can easily, you know, kind of Uh, clarify anything right Mm -hmm. um and i don't just mean like you know clarification in terms of uh you know what did you mean by this it's also clarification in tone um and i'll give a funny example uh one time i replied this isn't within our company but this is during you know kind of pandemic times but one time i sent an email out and and somebody replied back that i was yelling at them which by the way wasn't in all caps it was just a sentence, <laughs> right? Period. <laughs> um, but but you know, and it's funny, right? Because you think, wow, why would you ever think that? But you know, there are different ways that people take things, and it was very instructive to me because if we're all consistently, you know, using the same communication channel, just because you use a communication channel 
uh, doesn't mean that everybody kind of receives it the same. Right. Right. Um, for example, I can go ahead and, you know, have a, a brief sentence about, you know, something that we're doing in terms of like a new vision, you know, behind what we plan to do. I would prefer to probably do that if I have to over Zoom because I want I want people to hear the excitement in my voice. I don't really know how I'm supposed to emote something like that if I'm on Discord or Slack with all, you know, other than with all caps or something like that, right? So I think that the challenge there is really figuring out the best mode of communication and being mindful that, you know, some people are actually going to um, take what you say differently. Mm. And that was one of the first things that I realized with work from home is, you very quickly understand that what communications you have are very important. And for that reason, I also do a lot of over communicating. You know, I try not to be annoying, but sometimes, <laughs> yes, I can be a person who's like, hey, by the way, remember this. And, you know, <laughs> hey, we'd love to hear this. And so, um, you know, I think it's, uh, uh, I think it's a good investment of somebody's time to not only think about how their communication is being received, but to also, um, you know, try and do their best to over communicate the messages over work from home, just so that, you know, everybody understands what you mean and, uh, you know, how you want them to execute. Mike, this is a topic that Dennis and I are both passionate about. We're big pro work from home folks. And I think we could just probably talk about this for a couple hours. You know, it's certainly if we were all three of us having lunch together, this go on, but in life of time, I know that we, we have to kind of uh, wrap some of this stuff up here, but are there some things that you think we should be, you know, that, that maybe when this whole work from home thing, what are some other things that maybe uh, you want to close out with and, and talk about? Yeah, absolutely. So I think when you think about work from home, you should, you know, if work from home is the answer, you should work backwards from the questions to get you there um, in terms of whether it's right for your organization, mm. whether it's feasible for you to implement right now whether you know you have the personnel who are you know willing to go ahead and you know hop on to work from home which you know quite frankly probably isn't as difficult that's probably one of the easier <laughs> questions but i think if you you logically work backwards from work from home is the answer and you ask yourself a series of questions to get you there you'll understand how close or how far you are from implementing work from home and i think if you do a, a real uh, deep dive into how your organization works for you know owners who are thinking about it you'll find that there's more often things that you really can uh, you know bring home or you know elements that you can save for work from home that will really transform your business and transform your life really mm. it gives you the convenience and the freedom to do what it whatever it is that you need so I would highly consider using that model to determine whether work from home is right for you yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, I, great words there, Mike. I think that is just something that if you're, if you're still resistant to the idea, your employees probably are less resist, resistant to the idea. And that's really yeah, they're, important to they're, know. They're shopping for it. Let me tell yeah, you. They're, believe they're, me. Yeah. Don't ignore not, it. Yeah. So if, you're, <laughs> if you aren't thinking about it, they are. So They for sure are. Mike, this has been fantastic. And you know, I think this is a, uh, this is, it's really important that um, our audience has the ability to understand a little bit about, about your background, a little bit about uh, how they can get in touch with you if they want to get a hold of you. Mike, how, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Certainly. So, you, um, you know, if you want to check out uh, FreeFuse, uh, all you have to do is go to uh, FreeFuse, F R E E F U S E.com. And you can find me at Mike at FreeFuse.com. 
feel free to reach out anytime. Love answering questions and just having conversations about work from home or anything that we're doing at the company. So, yeah, uh, you know, looking forward to hearing from uh, some folks and, uh, you know, looking forward to hopefully being back on the work from home podcast on, uh, once more. Yeah. And, and do stop by Mike's website, freefuse.com. Really interesting what they're doing, some really innovative ideas and I, I've not seen before. And I, I really think it's worth stopping by. Mike, thank you so much. Like you said, we're going to definitely have you back on the podcast again. Thanks for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today on Work From Home with Two Guys. Listen, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do it is get in touch by sending me an email, benny at velocitytechnology.group. That's B-E-N-N-Y at velocitytechnology.group. Dennis, if some people think that they need to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, there's two ways. One is the email, Dennis J. So it's D-E-N-N-I-S-J at worksolution.com. So it's W-O-R-X and then solution, no S at the end.com. Or I'm on LinkedIn a lot under Dennis Jackson and you can search for works or W or also the work from home with two guys were there as well. So would love to hear from you guys and help out any way we can. Thanks for joining us today and we'll see you at the next episode. You've been listening to WFH with two guys. We'll see you next time.